0: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: I still think it would be fantastic. I really do. So do I. Do I. Think, I think somebody's missing the boat here. I really do. I, I Phone's working, so pick up the phone and call. Maybe I'll show up and
2: give it the old time trials at the Olympics. You got to go out to uh, Park City, Utah. They got stuff like that. All right. You go up to Park City, they got the whole Olympic Village from when Salt Lake hosted. They got a bunch of stuff you can check out. They have, you know, you can do it in the summer, all that stuff. Get got the bobsled course still in play.
1: I'm envisioning the helmet. I mean, would they have ever, like, that would be a specially made helmet. It'd have to be quite large, yes. Yeah. And then you just slide that thing like,
2: oh, my God. I don't know if it slides. It's probably going to have to be quite forceful. Place it? Forcefully wrenched. I'd say it has to be wrenched on. Be like a pit crew. (laughs) Right. It might come in from, like, four different sides. Like, two sides come in, the top comes down, and then something underneath, and it all just gets assembled on your head in real time.
1: Uh, it's like that, whatever whatever that noise is with the, um, the things that turn the screws really fast when you get your tires changed, you know? I, I, I'm
2: not a car guy. I don't know. But, yeah, that does, that's a good sound effect, though. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Mine not wasn't. Really yours, yours sounded good. It's Carla versus
1: Joe, ESPN Radio. Hey, a little bit of breaking
0: Versus Joe. Breaking news.
1: Ah, Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, according to Adam Schefter, who has $12.7 million in his contract that becomes fully guaranteed tomorrow, was informed today that he will remain on the roster through this week, allowing that money to trigger, sources tell ESPN. The 12.7 now converts from injury-guaranteed to guaranteed. And the Seahawks believe that in today's market with sal- salaries soaring, the right decision was to pay him. And remember, if I'm not mistaken, there's also another deadline for another $9 million that becomes part of it as well. That feels like it's sometime, maybe it's the start of the new year for the league. If I, I believe that was what. Uh, it's March guy 18th. Dan Graziano March said.
2: 18th. Yeah, March 18th. Nine point six million. His okay. grand total salary for this year: twenty two point five million dollars. Essentially, what's left on his deal? Deal: two years, forty seven and a half million dollars. I want to put something into perspective. Gino's going to come into this year with an average value on his contract of about twenty five million. People are going to keep talking about the money, like whether or not the Seahawks should have picked this up. The money, the money, the money. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 29 million as of right now. Jared Goff, 33 million. I'm just going to work up. Geno Smith's 18th. An average annual value right now. Kirk Cousins, 35. Aaron Rodgers, 37.5. That was Cousins' value if he was not still going to be a free agent, which he is. Derek Carr, 37.5 million. Dak Prescott, 40. Matthew Stafford, 40. Daniel Jones, 40. Josh Allen, 43 million. Patrick Mahomes, 45 million. Deshaun Watson, 46 million. Kyler Murray, 46.1 million. Russell Wilson, 48.5 million. Jalen Hurts, 51 million. Lamar Jackson, 52 million. Justin Herbert, number two, 52.5 million. Number one, Joe Burrow, $55 million. $22 million for Geno Smith is absolutely nothing. It yeah, is that's nothing. The point. This is a no-brainer for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that's that's
1: that's it. Like for folks who were saying that's a ridiculous amount of money, that's fine. It's actually not because of what the market represents in every way. And Schefter even points this out. This is also true because With that being the case, with him making uh, 25 or 22, you said that's guaranteed. It's going to be
2: this year, it's 22.5. The two year value of what's left is somewhere around 25 on the average. But just go with 22.5 for this year. So that means that you're getting a pretty
1: good quarterback at a really good value. Maybe somebody knocks on
2: the door to see if they can trade for him. I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. That is exactly what's going to happen here. Seattle has a new head coach. They're not going to hitch their wagon to Geno Smith for the next five years. New head coaches want their own players in place. And the most important player in any position is the quarterback position. Seattle's drafting what? Somewhere right around 16, I believe. They'll be in play for guys possibly like Bo Nix, possibly like Michael Penix. Who knows if Michigan's J.J. McCarthy is around down there? We don't know. But the thing is, Seattle's going to be looking for the quarterback of the future. That is what new head coach Mike McDonald is going to want at some point. You, you go ahead, you pick up the option on Geno Smith. It's $22 million. There are plenty of teams that would be happy to have Geno Smith for $22 million where they try to figure out what's next. Like, right off the top, you have to think to yourself, uh, is Tennessee comfortable with their quarterback position? They're probably going to go with Will Levis. But Geno Smith at $22 million, like if Pittsburgh comes up short on Justin Fields, is Geno Smith as a Steeler fan? How does that sound to you compared to Kenny Pickett? That's not terrible. It's not the end of the world. I probably would rather have Kirk Cousins. Sure, but that's not terrible at all. Twenty-two million. Kirk's going to cost you probably upwards of close to forty. Well, okay? here's what it does: It is it gives
1: you a an affordable number for this coming year, and then you'll be able to get out from under it. it it's just what does that value represent? That's you know, is it a second? Is it a third? What do, what do you get for him in return? And and then there's the Penix part, which you alluded to. Graz was on with us this week and talked about that as a possibility
0: a lot of people are going to want to connect those dots between grub the new uh, offensive coordinator there and Phoenix,
1: who coached in college and, and and that maybe that's that's part of their thinking but you know they could also be in a situation where they would trade up from 16 if they were looking to draft a quarterback remember they did a lot of work on the quarterbacks in last year's draft they went out and to the pro days and saw and talked to Stroud and young and Anthony Richardson, they were picking five last year. They had that Broncos pick from the Russell Wilson trade. They didn't have taken one. All those guys were taken before they picked. You know, that Seattle is looking around with the idea that at some point they're going to need to find their long-term solution at that position. And Geno Smith, as well as he's played for them, 33 years old. It's possible. They just don't see him as that. Okay. So you're a team like the Steelers. Okay. You have now this as an option. What are you doing? I know you're not a fields guy. Are you doing fields? Are you doing Gino? Are you doing cousins?
2: I want to be clear. I don't think. any of them are your long-term future.
3: None of it's long-term.
1: Well, I mean, listen, the only one that you're doing if you think it's long-term is field. Right, and I don't believe he's that
2: guy. That's just my personal opinion. I've watched him for a few years. I think the Bears have completely screwed it up with him, but what I have seen is a guy that just takes way too long to process and get the ball out of his hands. Mm -hmm. That's just what I've seen in some big spots. The end of that Cleveland game was just a disaster with the way the Bears handled that. Not all on him, but he wouldn't be the guy I'd be looking to build around, especially now that we're three years in and it's going to cost a fortune with his Deal coming up soon. I would have rather had those early three years so I could have developed him. Those options, if you're the Steelers, I mean, yeah, if you think Fields is your guy, he's your guy. Gino's not going anywhere and saving a franchise. Geno's a guy that's coming in, holding it down for a year or two, maybe starting for a year while you bring in a rookie who can play behind him. Like if you're Atlanta right now, Gino Smith makes a lot of sense. He can come in. He can play quarterback. He's got a lot of weapons there in Atlanta. And maybe just maybe if you're not in a position where you can get one of the quarterbacks you want, he holds it down for this year as you work to figure out what the solution is long-term. That's just one team that comes to mind. But there are a handful of them out there that would really be interested in the guy services. I mean, think about Minnesota. If Cousins doesn't come back, they could look at Geno Smith indoors, eight home games a year there. You got plenty of weapons with Justin Jefferson. That could be a guy that you put in. Kevin O'Connell's done great jobs with quarterbacks. He did a great job with with uh, Kirk Cousins while he was there.
1: If I were the Steelers and I'm looking to try to win next year and beyond, I, I you know I'm a Fields guy. Yeah, the Bears have completely screwed it up, but I have to believe that if I bring in Arthur Smith with a strong belief in him as a coordinator, that he can make that right. I, I don't love Arthur Smith... Overall, as a head coach, certainly, but I can't argue with what he did as a coordinator. I just don't want him picking the quarterback. Like, I don't want Arthur Smith's system to be what their decision would be based on. I want it to be the talent, and how does Arthur Smith then turn around and maximize that? So, if you have a chance, when you're drafting 20th this year, if you have a chance now to take a shot on Fields with, let's say, a first-round pick for next year, I'd be most likely to do that.
2: You've mentioned that a couple times. Do you think you're going to be able to get away with trading a draft pick next year for Justin Fields? Well, maybe it's a, a three this year and a one next year. Yeah, but do you th- do you think you're going to get away with that is what I'm saying? Because if I I'm don't know if i the Bears and I'm moving fields, I'm going to want that one this year. Even if I don't want to use it, I want to be able to trade it and then acquire more picks or more players. Yeah, I'm not and- going to want to have to wait a year. Like, if I'm Ryan Pace and I'm Matt Eberflus, I need everything now. I, I can't be thinking about five years down the road. Well, there's always somebody, right?
1: I, I don't know that it'll be the Steelers that would give it to them, sure. but there's always somebody. There's always somebody that's going to be the sucker in it. Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel Ailey. We told you that an NBA title contender is lurking. So who is it? Find out next. Big perk on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. According
0: to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne, Golden State made a bid for LeBron James at last week's NBA trade deadline, but neither L.A. nor James were ultimately willing to explore it. We have to wonder how happy LeBron James is with Lakers management. And by Lakers management,
1: I'm thinking Palenka more than Jeannie Buss. For them to actually get down the road to the point where they're actually discussing it, that means that there was a real possibility that this could happen if they would get all parties
4: involved and primarily LeBron James to sign off on it.
1: Ah, the percolator. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Park, great to have you with us. LeBron, the last couple of days. The story from Woj, Ramona, what has been your read on this entire thing? Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. And, and look,
4: I don't blame the Warriors for trying, right? We are talking about LeBron James. You're talking about Steph Curry, where you got to maximize right his prime and, and and that window of them bringing another championship to Golden State. But LeBron can't do that, and I know a lot of people been like, "Oh, Perk, you know, you tripping with the with the take I had," and I was like, that would take a serious hit on LeBron legacy when it comes down to the goat conversation. I right, just think about it. All the Jordan fans around the world be smiling from ear to ear <laughs> to bring that up and throw that in 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 the, in, the, in, the, in in their debate when it comes down to that. LeBron can't do that.
1: But Perk, you know what? I'll ask you it this way: I've been of the opinion that LeBron doesn't want to go anywhere else to chase it. He wants somebody to come and join him in L.A. to chase it. Yeah, and somebody somebody's on their way. You just wait till this
4: offseason. season. The Lakers will land another superstar caliber player. Now, you know, this is coming from my sources, okay? <laughs> this is my sources speaking here from Big Perk, but I can't drop any I can't drop the name because you know it's a trust factor there, right? But mm-hmm. the Lakers if they just be patient, they could they're gonna add another superstar caliber player alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis this upcoming offseason.
2: Now, what if we get the three piece and a biscuit out? Can we get the name then? As hungry as I am right now,
4: I still couldn't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it might it might have to
2: be a fifteen piece and five biscuit. <laughs> And you might have to put some honey on the side. All right, we'll let it pass. We understand you got to protect the sources. We will be coming aggressively, though, after you at the end of this interview. Deadbolt lock. I'll read the games off. We'll get one there, hopefully. But let's turn our attention now to the Warriors. If the Lakers are going to try to find a way to maximize this window, what can the Warriors do to maximize their window? Or do you think this championship window with Steph Curry is officially shut? You know
4: what? I think the championship window with this core is shut, meaning I expect Golden State, if they went after LeBron James, who else are they going to try to go after this offseason? So I think with this team that they have, with Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Steph, I think that window has closed. But, you know, I think it's another – you know, house that they could move into and open up some more windows with another player. But this year, I don't see them winning the championship at all. Matter of fact, they're not winning the championship, not with this team.
1: All right, Perk, how about the Clippers then, out West? Where do you view them right now as a title contender?
4: Oh, they represent the, they representing the West. And long as this, long as Kawhi Leonard is healthy, and I know that's a big if, but they're going to win the championship. The Clippers are going to win the championship. And when I look at their roster, they're deep as hell. They have great depth at the center position with Zubak, Daniel Tice, Plumlee. And they're not Jokic or Embiid, but what I'm saying is they got enough bodies to throw at any, you know, big, any all-star, superstar caliber big that, you know, they can, they can maintain them on the defensive end. Wings, they're loaded with that. Like they, they, the Clippers told Bones, Holland, and P.J. Tucker to stay home. <laughs> Both of those guys right now, especially P.J. Tucker, could actually be on the NBA roster on a contending team playing quality minutes, valuable minutes right now. But when it comes down to Kawhi Leonard, he has shown us time and time again, no matter what, he could match up and come out victorious with the best of them. You think about the series, in a series with Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James. Kawhi Leonard came out with the finals MVP. Kawhi Leonard broke up Jimmy Butler, and and, uh, <clears throat> and I know it was Valentine's Day yesterday, and I know a lot of people don't like to talk about breakups, but he broke up that happy home in Philly with Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. He saw Giannis crying and complaining when he was with the Raptors. He ended the Golden State run with Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant left Golden State. Kawhi Leonard is known for breaking up happy homes and tucking guys in.
2: (laughs) Kendrick Perkins joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. We've been kicking this around the last few days. Boston, by far and away, best record in the NBA, best point differential in yeah. the NBA, best player on the team's Jason Tatum, twenty-seven, eight, and four are the averages. How come the guy gets no love for the MVP?
4: It's really unfair to be honest with you, and he should get a lot of love. As a matter of fact, I mean, based on my criteria, because you know it was so much that went on last year uh, for us with the MVP, and, and I and I take. 60 percent blame for that right causing the ruckus i'll take blame for that but <laughs> i said uh, i set a bar that the 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 best player that's in the race and that team has to have the best record that's who i'm voting for and right now jason tatum has been doing that he's averaging 28 points a game on the loaded team that has so many offensive weapons. Derrick White, Jalen Brown, uh Pazingas, like all of these weapons, and he's still getting it done, averaging eight and a half rebounds. I, I can't let I can't I cannot honor this. And if they finish with the best record, damn it,
1: he's getting my vote. But how big of a bust would it be if this Celtics team can't get out of the East Park?
4: Oh, it would be a huge bust. Hmm. Considering what they gave up. Like, giving up Marcus Smart, the heart and soul, that was the heart and soul of that team for many, many years, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Robert Williams, who has a promising future, although he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. Malcolm Brogdon won Six Man of the Year last year. Like, he won that. So, what they gave up to what they got back with the uncertainty, right? I don't know how much cap space right the Celtics are going to have to resign all these guys in the likes of Drew Holiday and Derrick White because there's going to be some bidders out there. So they have to get it done this year. The Celtics have to get it done. Making it to the finals is not good enough.
2: Perk, Zion Williamson has played 44 of a possible 55 games this season. His numbers are career highs, you know, 22 points per game. But the thing is, We've wanted to see him play for the longest time. He's playing, and yet nobody's talking about him. What does that say?
4: You see, Zion, look, let me tell you. Zion is in shape. I'm going to tell you what that means. I had them a week ago as my sleepers coming out of the Western Conference, and then I thought about it. The Timberwolves, although they're the, they they the number one team in the West right now, ranking-wise, I have them as my sleeper, but that Pelican scene with Zion playing the way that he's playing is dangerous in the postseason. And I got to give a lot of praise to Zion teammates because Zion teammates holds him accountable and they play so hard every single night that if he don't bring it, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb.
2: Love it. All right, moment of truth. Kendrick Perkins, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. It's time for the deadbolt lock. If you have one, we're not going to force you into it, but we got three games on the NBA card tonight. Milwaukee laying 13.5 on the road at Memphis. Option number two, Warriors are laying 1.5 on the road at Utah. Option number three, Minnesota laying 9.5 at Portland. Do any of those strike your fancy?
4: This is easy. Their boat lock is Minnesota. And I know they just played the Trailblazers a couple nights ago. Portland is trying to go home right now. They already got their vacation plan to Cancun. Minnesota, they want to hoop. Minnesota want to make sure they secure that number one spot. And they know how each game is so valuable. Minnesota want to go into the all-star break with their, with the mentality and finish off strong. I got Minnesota's the dead boat lock covering that eight and a half tonight against the uh against the Portland Trail. Love place.
2: it, Park. Love dead it like boat. It. I
4: mean, dead boat belt belts on.
1: <laughs> yes. Listen, Park, we know you can't tell us who it is, but does it rhyme with
2: Shmuka Ponchich? <laughs> no, nah, it don't rhyme with that. Okay. It's not Luke. <laughs> Okay, we got one. We're going to have you on every week. We're going to eliminate one guy from the list. All right, sounds
1: good. (laughs) Thanks, Perk. Thanks, Perk. All right, thanks. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst. I got to know. I got
2: to know who he's talking about. Well, here's the thing. We got a list we compiled, and I Mm. think we have the opportunity. We're going to play back the audio for those who haven't heard this. Perk, according to his sources, there's a big name on the way to help the Los Angeles Lakers in the offseason. He won't tell us who it is. We should we just guess? Should we just should we just wildly and irresponsibly speculate? I think it's what we do best. Yeah, that's the the core ethos of this show. Why don't we do that
1: after you tell us about our friends from Vivid Seats?
2: Secure the seats and the memories. This year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and base steal. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne, Golden State made a bid for LeBron James at last week's NBA trade deadline.
4: That means that there was a real possibility that this could happen if they would get all parties involved, and
1: primarily LeBron James, to sign off on it. So who's going to join them? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. NBA's All-Star Weekend starts tomorrow night. NBA Rising Stars game presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So in case you didn't hear Perk just a few moments ago, he gave us a little nugget on the Lakers this coming off season, and I asked him about the idea that since LeBron isn't getting traded anywhere else, is somebody going to go join LeBron in L.A.? Somebody's on their way. You just wait till this offseason. season. The Lakers will
4: land another superstar caliber player. Now, you know this is coming from my sources, okay? <laughs> this is my sources speaking here from Big Pert, but I can't drop any. I can't drop the name because you know it's a trust factor there, right? But mm-hmm. the Lakers, if they just be patient, they could. They're gonna add another superstar caliber player alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis this upcoming offseason.
2: Oh, that's spicy. Oh, Oh, that's so good. Oh, boy. As soon as he got off the phone, we're like, yeah, we're going to run with this recklessly in the next segment.
1: Why wouldn't we? Yeah,
2: that's what we're doing. I got a name. I got a name. I got a list of names here. I got one that stands out. I got no idea. First of all, i want to make this clear. I got no idea Not, neither of us. if do. the money or any of this works. I have no idea of the yeah. machinations of the NBA salary cap and all that. I just got guys who are going to be free agents and I'm just going to recklessly get those names out there. You want to start with one? Please, recklessly okay. speculate away Alright, so I don't know if Perk's talking We have no idea who Perk's talking uh um, And he doesn't want to say, and he's not going to And I don't blame him First he's one, one that comes to choice. mind mm. is Paul George From LA Already in LA Has a player option Team's loaded with talent Maybe he's done everything he can do there And kind of wants to jump over to the Lakers Hmm Paul George Hmm Not bad not bad i
1: frankly i would want it to be a little sexier than that but that's just a pretty big big time name it's a big time name yes but you know what do you got that's bigger how about if i threw zion in there is he a free agent
2: no well then what are you talking about make a trade Oh, That's what yeah. I'm talking about. It's just so simple. Like they just did at the trade deadline when they got. Well, you were the one who just oh, told don't me know. Don't know if the money's going to work. Nobody I'm purely speculating recklessly. No, I. My first thought was you go to the free agents. It's a trade. I, they just had a chance to trade. They didn't get anything done. They literally got zero done. <sighs> All right, hold on. Let me put this up to you guys in the back. When Perk well, was when Perk was talking about this, do you think he was talking about someone who's going to be a free agent or someone who's going to be traded? It felt like a free agent to me. Uh,
5: they don't. What have, a shock! Handman would back you up. They have no trade. A, well, they have no trade assets. First of all, they have that one pick in like twenty twenty eight that we've talked about. They do if have somebody, some cap space here. How
1: many times have we been through this? Guys, also, where, a team
2: can just say no. Yeah. can be like, yeah, sorry. How we're not many doing times
1: it. have we been through this? Where a star player wants to force his way out, he doesn't end up staying there. Now. It may not be able to work out where he can definitively go where he wants, which is something that we just saw with Dame Lillard. All I'm saying is we can't rule that out completely. And that was one of the games, one of the guys I first came to, because it's always been clear that Zion has a lot more interest in playing somewhere else that is a little bit higher profile than playing in New Orleans. So that's where my thought process came on that. If I got to look at free agents, I'll look at free
2: agents. This is fascinating to me that when we started this, we weren't even close to being on the same page. I just assumed we were all going to look at free agents. You immediately went the trade route, and now we're bogged down into whether or not it would be a free agent or a trade. My mind's all twisted up. All right, well, who
1: else are you thinking about?
2: Well, here's some of the other names. Tyrese Maxey is going to be a free agent. I don't know if he's superstar enough to go join them, and I don't think the Sixers are going to let him leave town. I wouldn't think so. Pascal Siakam. I believe, is headed for free agency. Indiana has not given him a new deal yet, right? They made that trade, probably hope they can get a deal done, but I don't know. No, He has not
1: uh, gotten his new deal done yet.
2: Okay. Drew Holiday has a player option, but I don't know if that name is big enough. I don't think that name's big enough. Tobias Harris, a free agent. But again, I don't know if the name is big enough.
1: Have we seen enough in Philadelphia to know that that wouldn't be a big enough? Okay. Just want to say that. But The other thing that, listen, works against what I'm talking about, I think you definitively need a
2: shooter. Right? That would be a thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Someone who could take some of the scoring load off.
1: Right. So Harris would... Kind of fit in that, but I think you got to do a little bit better than that.
2: Demar Derozan. I like that. I, is he from L.A.? I almost want to say I think he's from L.A. I that don't would know. make some sense. I don't know. Okay, um, James Harden. I can't see LeBron wanting. can do that. I, right? I can't. It see feels LeBron like that would that. be one of those. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. Like we're going to get to the playoffs. I'm going to need you. All right. Well, I like, really need you. Not need you to do what you did in Philly.
1: Now, he's not a free agent that after this season. What about Kyrie? He's got one more year left on his What deal. about
2: Embiid? What about throwing any name out there without any concern for the fact Joe, that they still have contracts?
1: Joe, here's the thing. Okay, Kyrie is signed through next year. He's got a player option after that. And this past off season, we were talking about the Lakers trying to get Kyrie. So I don't think it's all definitively just free agents. I think there's a possibility that a trade gets
2: worked out too. I just, I, What do the Lakers have to give up? What are I they going to give that. up in order to get him? I would like to believe that. I think that's very interesting. It feels like those two would want to be able to play together again. Well, there's
1: a couple of things. Number one, they will have a second draft pick to give up after the draft this year. If they do it after the draft... They could do it because you will find out right now they can't trade one of the picks that they have in 24 or 25 because it is one of those option picks where I think it's, I'm not sure if it's Dallas, but whoever the team is that has the rights to it can either take the one this year or the one next year. So they will have another first round pick to trade. Okay.
2: So who else? Free agent-wise, is there... It, it's, I was working from a list that started with the biggest names. I'm not going to be able to give you any names that are bigger. We're getting to the point of, like, Spencer Dinwiddie, Bruce Brown, Buddy Heald, Clay Thompson, uh, Miles Bridges, Cantavius Caldwell-Pope. Well, hang on, you what's th- Malik Monk. What about Clay Thompson? He's.
1: We both agree he's not anywhere near what he was before. But he would kind of fit what they need, pretty ideally.
2: Yeah, just the way Perk said, it, it's a bona fide superstar player on the way to help. It doesn't feel like that would be Clay at this stage of his career. Hmm. It also doesn't feel like Clay wants to get out of Golden State to go to L.A. His dad's down in L.A. He's got family down there. His brother played for the Dodgers. Does Trey still play for the Dodgers? Does anyone know? Cardi, uh, you're just very definitive with the the shaking of no. And that's twice you've done that. If you got both things right, you're... Sports current sports it's pretty he's, solid. He's in the Mets organization. Oh, that's a shame. Nobody wants to be there. Or did that go south? Uh in the Mets organization. Uh, all right. The Mets. I can't believe baseball is right around the corner. I can't wait to do a daily Mets update. It'll just be more and more depressing as we work our way to August. So you want us to get fired? Well, I mean, why would that get us fired? It's the Mets. Well, <laughs> they going to do something to prove me wrong? The Mets? Yeah. Talking about the Mets every day wouldn't get us fired? Maybe. If you had just updated how bad they were every 30, se- 30 seconds a day, that'd be all right.
1: It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Ah, uh, we will end things with a little pool party. That is on the way next on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: slide on your speedo. Chris
1: Carlin in his house.
0: Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party.
1: Ah, yes, the pool party. Joe Fortenbaugh throws out different propositions for me to select from a pool of candidates. And we make it happen. So, Mr. Fortenbaugh, I turn it
2: over to you to host this pool party. Pool number one, the NBA franchise to make or most likely make their first NBA finals this year. Option number one, the Los Angeles Clippers. Number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number three, the Pelicans of New Orleans.
1: Well, how can I possibly go against the Clippers here? Timberwolves, number one seed in the West. Yeah, I know. I know. I still don't trust them. I still don't trust them. Uh, I... I know what Kawhi Leonard has done in his career as a postseason player. I, I know what Paul George has done. I know what James Harden has done. So it's very difficult for me at this juncture to pick against those guys when they have decided to play. Because when they have decided to play,
2: they have been absolutely amazing. This Minnesota team is number one in the NBA in defensive efficiency. They are the number one seed in the NBA. When it comes to the modern NBA, Your offense is your floor. Defense in the postseason matters. Of the last 25 NBA finals, there have been 50 teams to appear in said 25 finals. Of those 50 teams, 40 ranked in the top 10 in defensive efficiency. Minnesota ranks number one. Clippers rank 13. I think you're probably right. The Clippers most likely have the better chance due to the playoff experience. But, man, this Minnesota team, at every turn, they're silencing doubters. All right. Pool pool party number two. Best under-the-radar basketball player currently. A bit odd because these names are marquee names, not exactly under-the-radar, but we'll play along. Best under-the-radar basketball player currently. Number one, Jason Tatum. Number two, Zion Williamson. Number three, Caitlin Clark of the University of Iowa, who's expected to set the NCAA women's scoring record tonight.
1: Yeah, they've got Michigan. I I can't say she's under-the-radar, but but Zion um,
2: is Zion's really under the radar. If you haven't heard of him, <laughs> well, this year. Crack the mic. What what is this list? I, I open, think he means this
5: year. Is yeah. that fair? I open this up for other people to submit their things somebody else submitted this again i'm gonna point the finger i've done enough taking the blame today this one's not my fault
1: yes doing it once entirely too much all right so who are you going with i'd go with tatum you think tatum yeah i think tatum zion's having a really good year don't get me wrong but he's at 22 points a game you know he's he's been very good he has not been what we would have expected a few years ago uh Caitlin Clark's amazing. There's there's no getting around
2: that. What does she need tonight? Eight? Is it eight? Uh, she needs eight points. I don't have the number. I don't know they're the eight all, points. They're all nine in the back. Eight points. Do you think yeah. she comes out and just starts going wild? Get it over with, or it's at home. Get is that it over out, with. Out of the usual, though. Or, <laughs> like, this con- is what she does. Contrarian yeah. opinion. She comes out like John Stockton. She's just throwing dimes everywhere.
1: It, it, it is amazing the box office that she has been.
2: Yeah. When she was in New Jersey at Rutgers this year, it was five hundred
1: dollars to get in the building. It really? To get in the building, five
2: hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. A seat I'm not exactly When Iowa came to uh, Rutgers, huh? Yes. Yes. Counterpoint: she- Was it people that wanted to see Rutgers basketball that night? I don't think
1: there's been many others that were five hundred dollars a pop. Okay, but they've they've been they've been. Well, it's a rebuilding year. We'll look into we'll that. Look, the we'll
2: spike look. in attendance has been incredible for whenever Iowa visits everywhere this they're playing. Hey it's man, you've been tracking off this the charts. Oh yeah, I, I mean know. I haven't personally, but I've been seeing the you know the everywhere numbers.
1: they've been playing. It's. Been, I think she's only played in front of two games that were not sellouts all year. Okay on the road. Feels
2: anyway. like we should get a prop on how fast it is to break that. Again, I think she should come out just passing. She should just really, like a true, <laughs> it's all about showmanship, right? Like, stretch it into the fourth quarter. Four points, 31 assists. Yeah. Caitlin Clark only put up two shots tonight, but she knocked down two mid-range jumpers, set the NCAA scoring record, 41 assists as Iowa rolls. She, rolled she says, fiduciary. tonight, tonight I've Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight's the night we're not going to shoot. Alright, pool party number three. Most pressure to win the NFL offseason. Most pressure to win the NFL offseason. This is uh, based on Mike Greenberg's list on Get Up This Morning. The green list. The aforementioned green list. Uh, Number one, the Bears. Number two, the Steelers. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. Most pressure to win the NFL offseason. Well, it's got to be the Bears because they can't screw this up, however it
1: goes. Even if it goes against them and Caleb Williams says, I don't want to be there you still can't screw it up i mean you've got two top 10 picks right now and you may end up with a boatload more if you're gonna
2: move out of the number one spot it's gotta be the bears does it not yeah when he had that i was watching him do the list and he went five four three two and i go you know who would be great at one the bears and then i thought if he doesn't do the bears it'd be great for us to talk about and then he said the bears and i'm like all right well now at this point we'd just be ripping them off um but that said, yeah, they can't mess this up. They will mess this up, but they can't. You can't stare stare at the face of a generational, talented quarterback and say, oh, I don't know, maybe we're going to stay with Justin Fields. You can't. This is a franchise-defining offseason for the Chicago Bears. All right, pool Gotta party be. number four, the NFC team to miss the playoffs next year. NFC team to miss the playoffs next year. Number one, the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, the San Francisco 49ers birds.
1: I gotta go birds. I gotta go Eagles right there. Over the because, Cowboys? Yeah, uh, over the Cowboys. To miss the playoffs? Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Cowboys will miss the playoffs because, as we know, it's their habit to lose in the playoffs. Uh, I would go Eagles here because I think this could turn horribly awry On this coming season.
2: I can see that happening for all of them. I like the bet of the Niners under 11 and a half wins. I think they're headed for a bad year. It just all shapes up. It's just that mojo. The mojo of losing. I'm not going to call it a Super Bowl curse, but they were really healthy this year. They blew it again. They didn't take the opportunity that was presented to them. They got some key free agency financial questions coming up. Brandon Iuk's one of them. I don't know. What was the juice on 11 and a half? Isn't it early to get that? Yeah. There was a special that they were running. They only put the Super Bowl teams up there. So Chiefs okay. 10 and a half, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs 10 and a half, Niners 11 and a half. The under was like minus 130. Okay. I mean, the, the, since the league moved to 17 games a season, it's been like, what, three seasons? Mm. There's an average of about five and a half teams per year that win 12 games. That's okay. not many, but the Niners no. could be one of them. I think they're an under bet. All right, let's do some baseball. Uh, Most pressure to win in 2024. Yankees, Dodgers, Orioles.
1: Well, the Yankees. How is it not the Yankees? I mean, you you haven't done anything of consequence, really, since 2009. So when the Yankees have stopped being the Yankees. I mean, you talk about being the Cowboys are the most valuable team. That's what the Yankees have really focused on, making their money. They haven't gone out there and acted like the Yankees nearly enough. Okay. I mean, gotta you'd, be you'd say you'd want to I mean, make Dodgers. The I know that I, I understand the point. They but. spent
2: a trillion dollars on their roster. So you'd think you'd break through, but they got the world series a few years ago. So whatever. And the Orioles are young. Feels like they should have a nice little window here. I'd like to believe they will. Final okay. one NBA all-star weekend event. You're most looking forward to rising stars challenge three-point contest dunk contest. Sabrina versus Steph three-point challenge 73rd NBA all-star game.
1: Uh, I would go uh Sabrina versus yeah, Steph. That's the correct or, answer. or the three point contest, but I'll I'll go Sabrina versus Steph.
2: Without no question, you never see yeah. anything like that, do you? No.
1: No, you don't. Steph's you don't. a
2: pretty big favorite. I think he's like minus two forty. To win this, I, now we're going
1: to have all weekend long. By the way, the people lamenting that the dunk contest is not what it used to be again. Well, like it hasn't happened uh, for twenty-five years. It's been that way.
2: Mac McClung minus two hundred. He's not even an NBA player, but somehow he gets into this thing. Where's he playing Delaware right now? I think he's like in Orlando. Does, if Orlando has like a farm system, something along that line. Are they in the G League? Maybe. I mean, I, I, I feel assume. like he's playing somewhere in Florida, not an NBA team. But he's minus 200.
1: Yeah, he's coming home from
2: Turkey to take part in the contest.
0: Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.